Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm a little sad that we're not together. The past couple episodes where we were together were so lovely. And I think that the fans want to see us together, girl, in living color. Well, I mean, I'm, e- I'm even going to fix my wonky lash, which has been the subject of, uh, you know, a, 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 <laughs> I ripped off trans woman Gia Gunn and my, my, my lash was, was wonky. And, um, you know, uh, they're right. It was. Um, and of course, a friend, a sister like Monet doesn't tell me. I couldn't tell. Honestly, when someone has a wonky lash in person, sometimes you can't tell, especially the way we were sitting. I, it didn't look wonky to what? me. And I don't think it looks that wonky in the video. But it was it was on the other side from you, so got it, um, got it. But uh, no, I will thank Jay, our producer, for mm-hmm. recommending Connor Franta because he yes. was actually a delightful guest, and I enjoyed doing the video thing too. Um, uh, because I'm a transvestite, <laughs> and I like to get in drag, <laughs> and that's what that's what we're, you know. So and, and we're not in drag right now, no. Because when you it pushes your button to where yeah. your your adrenaline button to where you're reminded whether it's the wig glued onto your head or the eyelashes wonky or not, or your gestures or you just everything is just kind of heightened. Maybe it's the pinch of my girdle, but um, <laughs> I know it didn't look like I was wearing one, but you know what are we gonna do? <laughs> Uh, and in, in case in case you're just listening tuning in this week and you haven't tuned in the past couple of weeks, 
Um, if you want to see us do Ebony and Irony, um, Bunny and I were together because Bunny was in LA, so we shot some episodes together. You can go to my YouTube channel, and um, all both videos are on there. The first one we we dish all about Facebook. We're gonna talk about the Facebook controversy that happened with uh, what's her name, Kelly Farragon? Farrakhan? What's her name? Oh God. Francis Haugen? Francis Haugen. And then the week after that, we had a live pod um, um, with Connor Franta, who is a YouTube influencer. And it's really funny. And you can see us. Because, yes, it's one thing to listen to a podcast. When you can see it and, like, see the thing happening, it's a, a whole different story. We're in full high hole drag. So go watch the video, like it, y'all, and share it. Um, because that helps us. As y'all know, we tell y'all every week how all these things help us. So if you want to see it in real life, go check out YouTube. And also... You know, obviously you're in L.A., I'm in New York, but we've been talking about a way that we could, you know, for some uh, guests or special occasions or whatever, get in drag and do a mm -hmm. remote video where we're not in the same room. Yeah, for sure. But, 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 but we're in drag and maybe they're in drag or if it's a drag queen or whatever. So yeah, that, that, yeah. we did enjoy it also. Thank you yeah. for noticing the difference. <laughs> um, how, how is it? And I know we're getting into the spooky and, and Thanksgiving and Christmas season. Are you, are you about to be up and on the road every day now? Are you going to leave me? I am. I <laughs> am. Yeah. Uh, no, you already left me when you moved to L.A. But no, I am. I'm hitting the road. Where am I going? I'm going to Miami this Ooh. weekend to DJ at a benefit. Then on to Miami Beach to DJ at a thing at Faena, this fancy hotel complex. Ooh. And then I perform in Tampa with Sharon Needles on Halloween itself. Um, I'm also oh. coming up. Doing two shows on November 5th and 6th in San Francisco at Oasis. So I have lots of new material. I let out a few of my dresses. Okay. Um, uh, and, Wait, November 5th uh, and no, 6th, you're going to be at November 5th and 6th, you're at Oasis in San Francisco? Yeah, and I haven't Maybe been there since come before up. the I haven't been there since before the pandemic, and I have lots of new material. I really actually do, and I never say that. <laughs> Ooh, if I have if I can get out of uh, stuff on those days, I'm 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 gonna come to one of the dates for sure. Okay, I, I mean I will be in LA. I, I'm 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 all over the place. I'm doing yeah, you gay are. pride. You literally for, you are Lady B from all over the place. That's right. That's right. Oh, we finished our theme song too. We did. So yeah, we recorded the theme song. They're like working on it and putting things together now. Um, but hopefully we can get a rough cut. I haven't even heard the rough of it. I want to hear like what the tea. Yeah. I do too. I do too. Because I don't think that that much auto tune will be required. Yeah, it won't. Well, on my end, at least. <laughs> and today we're talking. This has been percolating in um, online everywhere. It's been a really, really big story. Um, Bunny and I want to talk about the Dave Chappelle fiasco and our feelings about it. Because I know people always think we have very interesting takes about stuff. So I'm sure y'all want to hear what we truly think about it. And we're going to also talk about we're here because we were at the season premiere. I mean, the yeah, the season, is it the season? Yeah, the season premiere party for We're Here, which is so much fun. And we thought some really cute pictures show, together. But that's the show with Bob, the drag queen, Shangela, and Who? Eureka. Who? And um, <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, they were they're totally unknowns. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they got unknowns to do the show on HBO, but mm -hmm. it's the second season. And um, I uh, was working at the premiere in LA. Uh, Monet was too. Yeah. And did you have fun? Uh, you had a beautiful, beautiful gown on. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, you know, so that was the gown I wore for my season 11. Well, not my season 11. When I stepped down from Miss Congeniality for season 
11. And um, funny story about that, I was like away on tour doing Work the World in Europe. And like uh, two weeks before, they were like, uh, we need you to come to L.A. to do the to step down from Miss Congeniality. I was like, what? I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. I, I didn't know I was doing that. Because as y'all all saw, know for my season, Valentina did it remotely. So I was like, I had no idea. So I, I like, I'm like on tour. I was trying to scramble to get a dress done. And Patty, my assistant Patty, g- took my measurements, got this dress made for me, and he fully stoned it by hand himself for like a week. And um, back then I was I was like a sl- slightly plumper. So it, it it looked beautiful then, but it really, really, really fit like perfectly this time. So I felt really gorgeous wearing it. No, it did. It lo- it looked great. It was it was a wild party. You know, I don't drink at all. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. quit like eight or nine years ago after I got drunk and fell down and broke my wrist. And oh, really, surgery. wait, wait, was, was that why you stopped drinking? Like you got really drunk one night, you fell down, broke your wrist, and you're like, I'm done. Well, I mean, that sh- th- there were other, like, last time I drink moments okay. before that. Because I never could control it. And I never liked having a polite drink with a meal. I drank to get drunk. And um, sometimes that would involve blackouts. Wow. Um, and that would involve uh, waking up the next day with unexplained bruises that I don't remember getting. Or oh. occasionally a broken bone. So, um, oh my yeah, that God. Was, that was what made me stop drinking. And um, uh, I actually got to the party. I was hired and they did not have the DJ equipment that I was supposed to DJ on. So they, didn't ha- they didn't have any sound so um, <laughs> in the place where I was supposed hey, to perform. can you come DJ, Lady Bunny? Um, we don't have any equipment. We don't have any sound. Uh, but we want you to come DJ. Like, girl, what? Well, they ha- but, but they had Caswell's uh, DJ set up, and that was just for oh. a laptop. But I can't, you know, they, that, they had a rider with my equipment, and they had decided a week or two before that I was not to DJ. And oh. so I didn't, I mean, I had my DJ CD, uh, flash drives with me, but without a CD deck, to plug it into, I, I don't spin with a laptop. So then they wanted me to perform in a place where there was no sound, and Alyssa was also supposed to perform. There was plenty of, of room and space and the stage mm-hmm. and good sound where you performed. Yeah. And so I think Alyssa just said, well, I'm not performing. And I felt really bad because I was like, oh, well, you can't DJ. Oh, well, you can't perform. And so I just got drunk and tried to be a fun hostess i'm sure it worked for a few hours because it was like a five-hour gig yeah it was a long gig wait 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 you said you got drunk like did you did you have a sip of you have a cocktail well i mean i had no i had many cocktails and just so that i could so that i wasn't worried about not meeting their um uh you know i I mean i I don't like it when things get screwed up like that i I actually want to do my job i don't want to sit there and be there and not be able to dj or perform wait wait i'm so confused so you so you drank alcohol that night like like you're not you're not doing a bit like you really got like you you had some cocktails yeah i mean i I never went to AA. you know but but, uh, to to stop drinking got it yeah but i mean that said i have not had a drink in nine or eight, eight or nine years. Oh my one. God! I wish, buddy. I, I was. I'm not drinking this month. If I knew you were drinking, I would have absolutely been throwing liquor down my guz, gullet to fucking drink with you. She, buddy. Why did you? Oh my God! I'm so upset. I feel like I missed out on like, on like the fucking uh, a lunar eclipse. 
Well, until I break the bone or get the bruise, I'm a very fun drunk. I know. Um, now, and I had this gorgeous Puerto Rican man in tow, <laughs> and would not let him go. And uh, I mean, you know, that was. Uh, I mean, I'm, I and I and I love. I mean, I love talking to everyone about the show. About you know, we're here. There were a lot of people there who were from the episode, yes. which was an episode where they went to. Oh wait, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, bunny. So, so I guess, guys, we're, we're gonna get right into. into the headlines. Let's go. In, let's go into it. The story for the first episode was that uh, Eureka, Bob, and Shangela went to uh, a South Temecula? Texas town. Temecula. I, I don't remember. Remember, but no, the, it was the, um, Del Rio, Texas. It was Del, they went to Del Rio, Texas. Oh God! Thank God there's not a Bill Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> yeah. Tourism has dropped off there since Bianca became popular. Um, <laughs> the, the, but it's a it's a largely Mexican, it's specifically Tejano uh, yes. community, and so it's the a bordering girls, Texas town, y'all. So like, literally, the border is like is like ten minutes from the epicenter of the town. Like, it's literally like right on the border of Mexico and Texas. Right, right. And so they went to, you know, uh, there were a few people who were town members who the girls, you know, did something for, opened their eyes or whatever. And um, then they all do a drag show at the end of the show. So the people were there from Mex yeah. from, from, from Texas, uh -huh. uh, in including the openly gay mayor. Gag. And, um, a, a, yeah, and, and a, a young, cute guy and, uh, and a, a budding trans woman. So um, the... I mean, they were all there. It was fun to see everyone. It was fun to, uh, you know, see Brooklyn. I love Sasha Colby. I love yes. um, uh, Aurora. Uh, I, I didn't don't see. Wait, Sexton. Uh, uh, see, Sexton. okay. So I didn't. All these queens had a pop because I I was there for the red carpet. But but I I typically I so oh I, so okay. So they hired me to do the thing, right? So like months before, Bob doesn't even know. No one knows this besides, I guess, the production team. So like. Obviously, the premiere of Where Hair is coming up. Bob is like, "Hey, Monet, I want you to come to the premiere." Like just like months ago, I'm like, "Of course!" Like this, this is the premiere of your HBO show. Of course, I'm going to come. And then, so we're planning to go. So I'm planning to go all along, all along, all along. Two weeks before the actual premiere, the production team reaches out to me, and they're like, "Hey, we want you to surprise Bob at the premiere." I was like, "Okay." And like, we want. Uh, <laughs> like, so we want you to come. We want you to do a number, a special number for Bob. But he'll have no idea that you're coming or doing the number. I was like, mm, well, so, uh, he knows that I'm coming. I've, I've already, I've already agreed to. We've talked about me coming to the premiere already, so he knows I'm coming. He's like, yeah, but you have to tell him you're not coming now. I was like, doesn't make any sense. I was like, that Bob would never believe after we've already did. This. And also, also y'all know Bob. He would hamper down on this forever. Monet can't believe it, and I'll have to hear about it for weeks before the premiere that. Why I'm not coming to this event. So I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna tell him I'm coming. He just won't know I'm performing. So then I but you know how these things work. They go, it's like playing telephones. So every time a new producer would call me, I had to explain them the story every time. Cause they wanted they initially wanted me to come at six o'clock, bunny, and go and stand behind stage and sit in the dressing room for the for, for three hours until the performances happen. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not sitting in a fucking dressing room by myself for three hours to wait to perform for Bob. So uh myself, I was hired for Bob. Shangela was hired to a surprise uh uh, I mean, Alyssa for Shangela and Eureka. I mean, Silky for Eureka. So we, the three of us performed. And also Laganja was, you know, a, another special guest performer. 
and Bunny was there. And so that's why I was there. And I was I did the red carpet. And I, I pretty much stayed by the good lighting because I knew people want pictures, whatever. So I didn't see all these other queens. I didn't know Sasha Kobe was there. I didn't know Aurora. I didn't know all these queens were there. I, I, after I performed, I got off stage. And I was like, oh, my God, when did everyone get here? So I missed all the good people. Yeah, you know, I was there. They picked me up at 5 p.m. from the hotel. And I was home by, like, 1 Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why I started drinking. I was like, I can't endure this with every, with walking around, seeing the people who put on the event, thinking she's supposed to be DJing. She's supposed to be performing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I do actually have a, you know, a, a conscience. But uh, so anyway, it drove me to drink. But no, I enjoyed seeing all of the people there. Apparently there were some big name stars who did not yes. walk the red carpet. And I, I don't understand that, that dynamic of Hollywood. Because... Okay, because so one of the creators that were here, uh, Stephen, whatever his last name is, he is um, he's a really big Hollywood um, attorney. I think I think he's obviously big big friends with his clients, and a lot of these people came to because they love the show number one, but also to, to support him. So they weren't being like paid to come in like not. Pay, I mean, again, I don't know how Hollywood works. I don't think celebrities all get paid to do red carpets, but usually if you're going and you're like all dolled up, you're going for like with a, a specific purpose. And I think these people they genuinely well, love and the, the show. And and if if they're coming for a friend, then they're probably not going to go to a makeup artist, hairdresser, right, and right. have and stylists for a, a, so, a red carpet. Oh, oh, oh so I want to know what Charlize Charlize Theron. So let me tell you about. So first of all, I love Charlize so much. I think since I used to, since long, young little fat gay Kevin used to sit down and watch those fucking um, J'adore Dior commercials which she was literally oozing dripping gorgeousness and sex. Like they're like my favorite things and obviously her movies like Monsters Ball and one of my favorite movies of all time Atomic Blonde which she's in which I wish they would come out with number two because I love it so much. Anyway so myself uh, my boyfriend and um, I hired an assistant for the night of Catherine. We're sitting down Catherine went up to go, to go get something because they had like the little reserve section. And my and I are sitting down and then um, Charlize Theron walks over and she's like, is anyone sitting here? Meanwhile, <laughs> Bob's partners, uh, Jacob and Ezra, put their things to sit next to us. And then she's like, is anyone sitting here? I was like, no. So she's like, perfect. So Charlize Theron sits down there and I'm like, oh my God, that is Charlize, like the queen, the queen of goddess. Like I fucking love her. And then she leans over. She's like, Monet, I was like, first of all, thank you for saying my name right. I was like, of course. I've seen every interview you do. You do. Like, I know how to say your fucking last name. She's like, I just love the show so much. I love Drag Race so much. I love what you guys do for my kids. Like, we all watch it together. And, um, and you know, because she, she, has, she, has she has kids of color. And she was like, it's just, like, really, it's just so beautiful. I just, I just love you and Bob's friendship and just all great. And I was like, the fact that you know my fucking name, bitch, I'm like, I love you. And I just had this beautiful, wholesome moment with Charlize Theron. And I love her. It was very great. Well, she is a world class beauty. You can't take that right? away from her. Do you know? Do you, you know, know she was a model? She's like a, a supermodel. Did you know she was a model before she was an actress? Mm-mm. No. And she's five ten. Y'all, Charlize is tall. I was saying, I was like, you're tall. I would, you know, in my mind, I you see actresses and, and stuff on TV, and you're like, oh, she's maybe she's five eight, but she's tall. She was like standing up next to me. I didn't have my shoes on at that point, and we were about because I'm five ten and three quarters out of heels, so we're like about the same height. I was like, I did not know that this woman was this tall. I was gagged. Well, I have a celebrity encounter from that night too, which yes, is going to top yours. So I met. Ariana Grande 
Frankie's brother, Frankie. <laughs> and he's a very good sport and lots of fun. So he let me do a video where I said, oh, my God, it's Lady Gaga's brother. And then pushed him out of the way and said, thank you, next. <laughs> you are such a troll. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was a troll. Well, I, I was I, I was getting I was getting a woo uh, not woozy but uh tipsy at that point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I, I am so gagged that I missed Tipsy Lady Bunny. I am so Bunny. I when I tell you, I am like seething. I'm so mad I missed out on that. I would have I would have given you a mushroom, bitch. We would have had a time. Well, you know what? On the way home the next day with a hangover, the, my first hangover in years, I was like, you know what? I don't miss her. Mm. I don't miss drunk bunny. And mm. thankfully, I'm not repressed. I'm not. Like in my shell, some people wish I were more in my shell, but I, so I don't need booze to free me. I'm already fairly yeah. free, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're. But anyway, you're I don't want. It, it, I, I'm not. not I, yes, exactly. And everybody say love. No, I, 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 I don't want people to think that you know we're reviewing this or talking about this show. No. We're here based on our experiences or whether or not we were DJing or whether it brought up my past problem with alcohol. <laughs> but we do want to also we, we do want to also view it through the prism of what seeing the show you know was like for those who were not at the glitzy premiere. Sorry you missed it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was, was glitzy. It was... They spent some money. They, they had had wigs for people to try on they had high heeled shoes for people to wear they were had a little thing where people were doing runway i didn't i didn't see all that i was i was i will say it was so great seeing a show like you said that isn't um rupaul that doesn't what do you say that doesn't have the show the name rupaul before it yeah, a drag a drag show that's on national TV that doesn't start with the name RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, it was really great to see them celebrate all these queens, especially Bob, Eureka, and Shangela. Obviously, to see them uh, uh, just really give them their flowers, and it was such a big Hollywood event. And I was like, never would I think this would be like a thing, but it well, it really was, and it was really great to be a part of. And we watched we watched an episode of Del Rio, Texas, and it was it was all really interesting, and 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 lots of lots lots of emotions, and to see this um, this very very openly gay governor, mayor, senator, mayor. Mayor. Mayor of Del Rio, Texas, to see them like to see their story and uh, the other uh, a non-binary, I think, trans story that was there, and it was just all it was all great, and it's on HBO Max. And if you guys have HBO, y'all should check it out. If you don't have HBO, here's the thing: 
I would wait for all this, all the episodes. If you really want to see it, all the if you cannot and you cannot afford HBO Max, all the episodes come out and just do the the three week trial of HBO Max, bitch, and you can watch them all and binge it. Okay, well, I was glad to see Bob and Shangela and Eureka doing their thing. They're all I don't know Eureka well. But she seems fun, and I know mm-hmm. and love Shangela and Bob. So I'm glad to see them in a national uh, television show. And my favorite parts of the show were when they injected bits of their own, whether it's humor, sass, um, you know, whatever. That Those were my favorite parts of the show. I'm not saying that the three people who they worked on, the mayor, the Twink yeah. and the uh, the the non-binary slash trans uh, were 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 not because they had very cute moments too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I I I did like seeing uh you know the queens now I laughed and said oh girl they really took a, a note from RuPaul because they uh came out at the beginning in kind of like Drag Race original RuPaul outfits uh, and they were in these great costumes and then they took them off and became counselors for the rest of the show <laughs> except for the very end. And when they you know, do, so I was like, yeah, y'all really learned from RuPaul. Start in drag, and then take it off for the majority <laughs> of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, I will say, the looks on we're here, I fucking love. Like those looks they had to be getting Bob in that like full football cat suit with those like uh, cornrows down to his down to the floor. Girl, that's really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. I would love to see. They should have that, you as a guest spot on We're Here. I would love to see Bunny um, trying to uh, heal the world and walk children in nature. I would like to see it. Now, at the end, they do a show that incorporates mm-hmm. these people, and presumably, it's their first time in performing or in dragon. It's for the townspeople, and mm-hmm. then they kind that kind of just like you know puts a bow around the whole episode and everything is nice and lollipops so here is what i didn't quite get about the show mm-hmm. um drag is not a magic wand and neither bob nor shangela nor eureka are therapists Mm-hmm. Yet that is what they are playing. I don't see RuPaul as a therapist. I mean, you could call him mama. You could call, say that the show Drag Race mentors drag queens. But, you know, Ru often likes to repeat what he's learned in therapy, um, etc., as if he is a Dr. Phil type character. And I thought that this is the role. Like I say, they start in drag in these great costumes. Then suddenly they're out of drag. And they're therapists, gay male therapists. And I just thought that they're not therapists. In fact, a lot of drag... So I'm sensitive about drag queens being pushed as therapists because I think um, a lot of times they need therapy themselves. And I'm one of them that has needed therapy. I mean, I don't think the show is pushing them as therapists. I think that the premise of the show is that, like, I agree, and kind of Nina West says on season 11, drag is magic, right? There's something about drag that is able to unleash and release people 
of this thing of 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 this of this poisonous nature that may be living in them. And and and, and I, I don't I don't I don't think the show is saying that once that once the drag trap is at, at the end of the show, life is great and these people will never experience adversity anymore. I think that the show the the show is saying that through the magic of creating a drag persona and 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 allowing yourself to live to live freely in that space and allowing yourself to be transformed, you are unleashing um the power to to uh to persevere to 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 cope to realize the things that have been keeping you downtrodden and hopefully after the show and you having this big moment and your family and you coming out to your entire family as trans you coming out to your family who lives in Texas who didn't even know you that you were queer as gay that you that you after you have this transformative experience that 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 you can take that and life would be a bit better, a bit sweeter. I don't I don't think they're saying that you're healed, you will never experience anything ever again. Now go on into the world and do it for somebody else. I don't think that's the story. I think they're saying that Bob Shandrika, they're trying to show these people that through drag they can overcome the adversity that they that they that they've been facing. Okay, but like I say, I don't think that drag is that magic wand. I think mm. that people can have, uh, I don't think them gaining notoriety by doing a drag show um, in their town with their townspeople watching is actually very freeing. Some will like it in the town. The people who don't like drag or gay or trans, you know, will not like it. And, you know, the, the I but have those people, to But take... those people won't like you anyway. So it's like, who cares what they think? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's what you have to. As that's what that was. That was what I decided. And listen, I did a festival called Wigstock for twenty years, where it was outrageous to see some people in full drag, some people just like male bodybuilders or a dog or whatever in in wigs. It does push your adrenaline button in some way. But one of the people who you know the queens helped was this average, cute, gay. Mexican twink seemed very well adjusted, always making jokes. And uh, but his parents did not know that he's gay. Are mm -hmm. you telling me that the average gay guy who is not a drag queen is deriving a benefit from getting from coming out to his family in drag? If you're not, you're not a drag queen. I came out to my family as a drag queen because I'm a drag queen. This mm -hmm. kid was not a drag queen. And that could actually, that could actually screw up something because trust me, it's a lot harder to tell your parents that you're a drag queen than it is you are gay. I mean, I, I so, I mean, I don't. I see the I see the point you're making, but I think that when they find these people and these stories, I'm sure the producers are that I I, th I think that when the producers look for these people, that is probably an inkling that a person has expressed. I don't think they're saying we're coming and you are going to be this drag queen person. I think that from a from a from a back from a back office not back office but from a, a production standpoint, I'm sure that that is probably something that they're looking for. They're not just taking I don't know. Alex from uh, wherever who hates drag and never wants to do drag, thinks drag is disgusting and they're queer, being like, well, now we're going to put you in drag. I think this is probably something that people have expressed um, uh, to production that they're interested in. And that's why and that's why they make the cut yes. and they make the storyline. Yes, and this is reality show. So there were deals right. made with these people. They didn't just wander on, on right. and just, just find them. But, but do, let me put it this way. So... 
Imagine that you are in a small town in Texas. Let's not forget that a lot of Latinos in Texas, one third of them are Trump supporters, are mm-hmm. devout Catholics, are very conservative, are very conventional. Um, you know, and they don't see this big drag explosion. They may not like uh, drag queen story hour. You know, they may not think that this is a, a, a good thing. And suddenly their son, rather than coming out and saying, um, I'm gay and this is my boyfriend, they see him in front of the town parading around doing a lip sync in drag. Now, did they accept that because this was on TV? Because I don't, I I just, I don't have any problem with drag, obviously, but I just, if I were a gay male who was probably only going to do Halloween once or twice on Halloween or whatever, I, I don't think that doing drag is helping that kind of person. And that, that's what I'm trying to say, but it's not a magic wand. It's just not something that you can wave and then all this person's, uh, you know, problem. I think it would be much better for, but that's not, see, they have to make it work for the show. Three drag queens have come to help him. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that, I think that could hurt more than if, if his parents were conservative to see him in drag when they may accept him being gay. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, I mean, and that's and that's a and, and that's a valid critique. I mean, again, I through what we've seen and through all the seasons of Draggers we've seen and season one of We're Here, I do think that there is something transformative about drag. Obviously, besides the obvious, transforming from whatever gender to whatever gender, um, but I think there is a there is a deep trans- transformation that, that can happen in drag. We've seen with Crackers Makeover in season ten, um, uh, uh, the one on season four or season six. Again. I don't know how transform. I I don't know what is happening internally for these people, but I know that there is an outward uh, projection of transformation that that always sits well with me. And I, maybe we should go back to the makeovers and draggeries five years later and see how did it really help you? Like how did it really work? I I don't know the answer to those questions, but. I think that there is something. I, I, well, I disagree. You know, I think there is a magic aspect of drag that can transform you physically and also internally, and that it is helpful. But I do see your point as to how this could be a little detrimental to this person in this small town coming out as a drag queen as opposed to just being gay. I, I can see that as well. And, 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 you know, he didn't seem to have any problem with it. But so here's another issue that I have with this is that, and of course, I know this is the whole goal of the TV show, but is it suggesting that fame helps people in these situations where they're not comfortable, their family's not comfortable, or they're being bullied or whatever from being, are they suggesting that that the fame of a show coming through there or them getting on stage is going to help? Because I, again, you know, that could actually help. I think a lot of people, especially those who sign up for reality shows, want fame, um, you know, but I'm not sure that off the reality show, I mean, what if that guy got, you know, or s- someone saw that show and, and and you know, beat him up? I mean, did the, did the fact that he was in drag getting applause, uh, you know, uh, uh, make up for that in that moment. I, I Listen, I'm not trying to put gay bashing out there, but I'm trying to say as someone from Chattanooga, Tennessee, I know small town mentalities and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it seems like something that could backfire, but enough about the twink. Cause he was like, he seemed really well adjusted to me. And I just thought, Hmm. So the other one was a young person who the, the Queens got to come out as non-binary. Now, this person was 
flat chested, but with short, but not that short. So possibly like a Dorothy Hamill cut. Most young people mm-hmm. don't know that is, but it's kind of like a wedge. Yeah, like a short hair look, like Monet wears. Um, and but but this person had on a full face of foundation mm-hmm. and large showgirl lashes. Yeah. And the queens determined told him that they sh- he should she should come out as non-binary. Okay, I don't no, think no, I don't I, I don't think they pushed that. I think that if my memory serves me, that was this person's idea. Okay, what 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 I'm trying to say is that. If your parents, if you're in a conservative town and you're wearing eyelashes and full face of foundation every day, mm-hmm. your parents may not know to call it non-binary or know that's what you think you are. But trust me, in Texas, they know what's up. They know what they know something is up with their son because most sons do not do that. I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm not, but I'm just saying, you know, this to act like that was a surprise. To the family, it didn't ring true to me. And at the end of the show, they Not a surprise. Said that- I think that they were trying to educate. Obviously, obviously, no, because the dad addressed it. He was like, "I see my son." He is like, he's like, well, his daughter. Sorry, I don't want to fuck, fuck up pronouns. He's like, yeah, I see my daughter, but this is before the, this person identified as trans, non-binary. And I think the, the dad was saying, I see my kid and I see this and I'm, and I'm scared for my kid. I'm not I'm not pushing him away. I'm just worried for my kid because I know that they're different. So I think the purpose of that scene and that all of that was to educate the family of what exactly this person is feeling. And this person would express in the episode that they were non-binary. That was that was the language they used. And then after at the end of the scene, at the end of the show, there was one of those black things with the, with, with the words on it, a little uh, a thing to say, oh, this person is now trans. So I think in that moment, that's what that's how they wanted to identify. That's the that's the language they wanted to use, and that's how they wanted to educate their family to to address them. Um, but I don't think right. that I don't think but, that I mean, I mean, establishing I, that is weird I, for community. When you say there's a black screen at the end, at the end, as like an update on the cast, yeah, they yeah. said that the one who came out as non-binary, who wears false eyelashes and makeup every day, I, came out as trans two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I ask every trans person at this premiere, so did that ring true to you? Because what, and they said, well, not exactly, but it's it's TV. Because obviously if someone is wearing a full face of makeup and false eyelashes every day, and you're feminine like that person mm-hmm. is. It all read to trans as trans. You see, to but you're also talking to, to, to you're also talking to trans people, Bunny, who've been trans for a long time, like Sasha Colby, like Aurora Sex, and these are people who have been who have been trans for a long, long time. This person on the show is going through a new trans experience, and I think kids who are going through this now they have more language to ag- to adequately identify what they're feeling. So, whereas, bitch, I didn't even know that non-binary was a thing four years ago. You know what I mean? So I think that mm-hmm. this is a new experience. Someone, as, as opposed to someone who's who's going through uh, um, a trans identity in the in the in the nineties, early two thousands, it's just a different thing. So I think this kid is going through trans in the tw- in in the in twenty 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 one. So there's more language and there's more there's more verbiage to adequately express how you feel. And then later you may be full trans, or he may or they may have stayed non binary. Who knows? Yeah, to, to me, looking at how feminine the 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 young person looked Mm -hmm. and wanted to look it read to me as already trans (laughs) you know that's because you you, you, that's because what that's because you're old old? 
Yeah. Well, then you're calling Sasha Colby old Tulsa. <laughs> um, uh, and, and you're talking, the, the other trans people. So, you know, listen, I get it. It's TV. We're supposed to tie a ribbon around it and make everything nice and have rainbows and, and all this kind of stuff. And I would totally recommend this show for people who were 18 and younger, who maybe do live in segregated uh, communities or, or, or places where they can't feel free because it is a small town. So I can see they're bringing the drag magic to those places and not just to big cities and all of that but i had a little issue with the third one too so they help him out by putting him in the 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 a drag outfit as Selena and actually a really good performer and look great. great they all performer. look great with the, the, and you know, and you know, another thing I liked about the show is that we got the chance to see a Eureka. We got the chance to see Shangela and Bob perform a little bit. And that's what we so rarely get to see on TV unless the drag Queens are competing against each other. Mm-hmm. And this was not competing. It was actual, you know, mentoring of the of one each queen had taken as their own and they kind of performed with them. So the mayor was doing a, Selena number and really, of course, in a Latino community, brought the house down. I'm not saying it was just because he was doing Selena. He was good. Yeah, he was and good. um, right. but but when when you think, you know, it's like the thing that kind of made me think, hmm, babe, this is the openly gay elected mayor. As he says himself, his opponent gave him grief about wearing no shirt and a tutu and high heels in a gay pride march. So this guy is not exactly being bullied this guy is elected as the mayor which is great so that is great but does that need uh, a therapist drag to come through again but again i don't think that they were therapizing him i i, I think that i think that's something that you have deduced from your um uh, <laughs> one the show i don't think they were therapizing him i think that i think that the person the purpose of having this openly gay mayor was to show that these people love this man so much his community really embraces him this his community really loves him enough to elect him knowing that he was gay knowing that he wears two tutus pride knowing that he that he that he's shirtless they they fully love and embrace this man and the show wasn't to therapize him and to try to find some deep-seated thing in him that's troubling him. It was to show that and to celebrate that and to show that you can be openly gay and run for mayor in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in uh, in uh, wherever, and people can love and embrace you the same way. Well, and that was the statement that, you know, Shangela, with her usual sass, delivered at but not that one. Uh, the <laughs> other one. No, she said um, this just go- goes something like this. You can. It goes to show that you can be um, the mayor of Del Rio one night and the ne- or in the morning, and you you could be the showgirl. You know, at at night. So basically, I mean, that it sounds great, like Sasha Chante, but it doesn't actually mean anything. Of course you could go and do that. And, you know, you're saying that the town loves him. I mean, Monet, we, the people who were in that audience in a he- heavily edited thing, I mean, for all we know, the religious groups, groups could have been protesting the I'm whole I'm sure they do, but for, the majority so, of people had to agree to elect him. That means that the majority of people wanted him to be the mayor. Yes, and I hope that this episode makes him more popular, but there could be other conservative elements in in Texas, I mean, are we being honest, who say, there's lots of conservative elements down there, it's like the the mainstay of conservative, that say, 
you know, he made our town look pitiful by appearing on this show in drag. I mean, you know, that's not what, if you don't even want Drag Queen Story Hour, you don't want your man. So they could use this against him for all we know. But he's been really open about, but but, but Bunny, everyone knows that he goes to, to Pride and the Tutu and it, like, like they notice about him. So I, I, I think seeing the mayor as a showgirl is not going to be a shock to these people that were like, oh, so after, after you went to Pride in the Tutu and the heels and no shirt, we're like, we'll, we'll, we'll want that. But being in full drag and having a, a perfectly manicured look and looking perfect on stage, that's too much. That's over the line. I don't think so. I think these people are going to celebrate him even more, perhaps. But they may, th this may be more high profile, get into more terms than the picture that his Republican opponent sent around mm -hmm. with him in the tutu as a smear campaign of like, why would you elect someone like this? So, yeah, I mean, look, they, the, the people there certainly looked like they were having a good time. You know, uh, I mean, I mean, the the gay mayor and the uh, the the twink and his sister I met, I thought she said something really cute in the uh, show. So let me tell you one other thing that I did not love about this. <laughs> Fuck Dave Chappelle. So, this is all about we're here, apparently. So, OK, um. Gays have been pushed, uh, they've been accepted by the larger straight audiences for years mm -hmm. as style gurus, hair gurus, makeup gurus. That's why they have us, that's, traditionally that's why they had us on Ellen. That's why they had us on you know, Oprah, because even at a time what was that guy when from Oprah, the guy that 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 Oprah basically made famous, the the designer guy, Nate Nathan um, Burkus or something like that. Nate, whatever. Anyway, he's he's he, like he's he a prime example of that. Go ahead. Well, he didn't. She didn't make him that famous because I didn't know who he was. Uh, but he probably doesn't know who I am either. Uh, so, uh, the, the, if you're gay the, and you don't know who Lady Bunny is, like that's kind of crazy. That's kind of like a gay saying you don't you don't know RuPaul. That's kind of wild. Yeah, but you could be you could be. Um, He's gay. Young and gay and not who know who Lady Bunny is. <sighs> yeah, any, I guess anyone born born like after like the seventies probably has no. It would be hard for them to know. <laughs> But so, so we've been accepted on all of these talk shows. You know, uh, they've even had a, a, a say yes to the dress or a guy helping, a gay guy helping women choose their wedding dresses even before um, gays could get married. So the, the straight world and the entertainment world has accepted Nellie Gays, even with Queer Eye for Straight Guys, the, the original, as we can give you tips. When mm -hmm. I was, and that's, that's, that, that was essentially the kind of thing for Drag You. And I did watch those makeovers and I did see those women who had neglected, whether it was a popular show or not, I saw them in real time, the transformation of Matthew Anderson's re-envisioning of their raw material as looking great. And if you've, if, if as some of these women had, They've given up on themselves because of a no good man, a rough work situation where they had no money, 
devoting all their time because a lot of women are selfless to their children Mm -hmm. and their mojo was gone and they just needed a little kick from an expert like Matthew Anderson on Drag You to make them feel better about themselves. Like, yes, I can overcome these bags under my eyes by using concealer. Yes, I can, you know, switch a a tacky makeup look that I haven't really had time to to redo or, or update that I've been wearing since the 70s. So mm-hmm. here's what bugs me. Gays are not just style gurus. And I said at the time of, of Drag You, um, don't just accept us as our tips and don't just watch these shows where we're giving you tips and then go into a voting booth and vote our rights away, oh, yeah. our rights to get married or serve in the military or not be discriminated against with housing or employment. Because if we're uh, homeless or if we're bashed or killed, we can't give you any more tips. So think behind what's that's in these tips. So I feel like this show has included the tips that gays have are allowed by straight people to get on the air to give has is now include therapist in addition to stylist. And I think that's directly responsible, uh, directly coming from RuPaul painting himself as a therapist. So the show to me did not does not have any new ground that is breaking other than the fact that maybe it's going into small towns which I think was kind of a, a part of AJ and the Queen. I didn't get in like most I didn't see all of it. But um yeah, I just I just I I don't see I see drags as having a little bit more edge. Like would you want Kevin Aviance to come and mentor someone no. Would you want T.S. Madison to come and mentor someone? Yeah. Probably, maybe, maybe not, though. Like, a lot of the, you know, I so... Mean, for it's, you... It's like, wait, wait, so I, I guess I don't, I don't understand what your qualm with We're Here is. So you're saying that, you're, you're saying that We're Here is glamorizing uh, helping people? I'm saying that traditionally, straights have accepted gays in these very limited roles of... Uh, of we can help you with style techniques or we've got queer eye for the straight guy, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now, um, you know, I think because Rue is always saying things like, you know, love, you know, these platitudes, love yourself, you know, how are you going to love yourself if you don't love anyone else? I heard these same kind of platitudes um, in this show, like, you've only got one life, so live it. I mean, this was a tired expression 30 years ago. So if, so I'm saying that I like drag with so much edge and mystique that you don't know whether like Dina Martina, I would not think, ooh, let her go go around and teach people because she seems like a nut when you see her perform. I'm saying that I don't think of drag as therapist and I don't think of drag as a magic wand. And that seems to be the central premise of this show. I enjoy the laughs that I get from Bob and Changela and Eureka bonding with these people. I enjoy these people looking like they're having a great time. I enjoy a good drag show. And as I said, I like seeing drag queens perform 
when they're not competing only, because that's mostly uh-huh. what we got. You know, another another thing like this that well, I but, but, like. But, I, 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 what, what, what was, uh, one thing I want to say is that, but the difference between what you're saying and what this is, I think this is queer people helping queer people, which I think is completely fine. Queer people have always, like you said, have been helping straight people for years, how to be better, how to look better, how to feel great. So I, I, I don't see anything wrong with queer people helping other queer people on this big, huge national platform. And again, you, I mean, I don't get the therapies thing but you, it, it seems to be and i don't even know if therapizing is a real word but i'm using it i'm using it multiple times on this episode so get over it um i don't think that i don't i don't get that sentiment from the show i think that this i think what i instead of therapy what i do see is that three people who are very confident and well adjusted in their beings um bobby rick and shangela i think they're helping these other queer people um uh find a little bit of that gravitas not necessarily like for example i think this episode was perfect the mayor didn't need any of that clearly she is super comfortable in who she is she's living her life she's the mayor of the town and i think this was celebrating her but for um um the the second queen who was discovering their identity and the other one coming out to their family i think that they benefited from having these and, and the, the one who who had family in mexico literally had no idea who bob shangerica even was but i think there is something to, to be said as a young queer person to see a someone who is so confident and happy in who they are talk to me telling me that girl one day you will be fine to me as a younger i mean i can't speak to your experiences but as a young queer person having that i feel like would have made my journey um better maybe i would not have been a pseudo in the closet until i was 21 years old maybe i would have come out earlier if i if if i if they had someone like a bob like a shangela like eureka being like girl i was where you once were and i'm telling you it is better on the other side that would have benefited me and then my third point is so you don't like drag queens <laughs> you don't like drag queens therapizing you don't like uh, uh you don't like uh drag queens in competition shows bitch what drag do you want to see on the show do you want to see queens baking cakes what would you like okay, to see? The, 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 okay, the same thing that I say when they say, oh, watch Versus with Patti LaBelle. So and good. Scott. I'm like, I, 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 that was awful. They were singing <laughs> on top of their own music because we, people can't watch anything unless there's a competition element going on. It's like do you, someone said to me, oh, Patti LaBelle's on Dancing with the Stars. I said, what the fuck do I care? She's a singer. If she's so great that she can do some dumb competition dancing thing and, oh, now she's hurt her knee and she's still got to go on. Who cares? Give the bitch a microphone and she an hour-long special. She did, the Masked Singer. Did you, did you watch the Masked Singer? Well, because it's got a, a girl. The mass singer is for idiots only. Why don't you book somebody like who has a famous, recognizable voice to do a concert? Because we're too dumb and have no patience to even watch something unless there's a competition element. And because you don't understand, or you probably do understand, that the producers are 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 actually, uh, you know, paying less for clearance rights, and that's why they won't do a Patti Labelle or Jennifer Hudson or whatever special. They don't want to be. So we're actually getting cheated. And these famous singers with these incredible voices are sitting behind a mask. Oh, my God. This is the end of it all. So (laughs) I don't it's true that I don't I don't like reality uh, TV at all. I'm not from that generation. But it's it's um, that's one thing I will say that at least this was not a competition. And you are right. It does The difference is that queer people are helping other queer people if an openly gay gay mayor in a conservative town needs help and if that help is indeed getting in drag. There is something freeing about seeing people who are 
comfortable with themselves and don't care about what people think and just get in drag and do their thing. Yes, I can imagine that that is freeing for some people, but I just don't, it's like I really loved the um, the show that Thorgy, Alexis, uh, that was Bebe, queer people helping and, straight people. The thing, the thing you just said, you hated. Okay, but here's what I liked about it. Um, I don't hate it. I just think that that's been the only way that gays have been accepted. And I've heard a, a two gay playwrights say after um, uh, seeing Kinky Boots, which I really enjoyed, Loved it. that who, they're, who did you they're see it with? sick. Who, you, who, who was your who was your Lola? I, 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 I went alone because I, I I went and took photos with the cast. No, I mean who was um, the, who, Billy who played Lola? Billy Porter. Oh, Billy Porter. Billy okay. Porter. Billy Porter. So the two uh, drag playwrights have said they're sick of you know that they said that that uh, Kinky Boots was great, but that they're sick of drag being used as this secret weapon or the drag that saves today the day. Now in Kinky Boots, what happens is the 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 son of a of a old fashioned you know like nice shoemaker mm -hmm. um upscale shoes meets in london a drag queen performer who is very saucy black and perhaps walking the streets i don't know um but on the streets and and, and giving you know, so what happens with the whole story the whole arc of the story is that somehow they become friendly the drag queen character goes up to northern England, and because the drag queen is thinking outside the box, mm -hmm. totally revamps the shoe company mm -hmm. through many Because they, they were just making like regular shoes, yeah, like dress shoes for men, and then the drag queen is like, you need to make a shoe with a heel, and then kinky boots, yeah. And, and elaborate boots and, and make them in sizes for drag queens, and then their sales went through the roof, so it was a drag queen saves the world. Um, you know, the, uh, the, 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 what is it? James, the thing that, that Bianca is going back into on uh, Jamie. In the West End. There's Everybody's Jamie. About Jamie. So that again is like a drag is the savior kind of thing. And honey, I'm a drag queen. I know what drag can do for some people. I've seen people come out of their shells and become incredible performers, mm -hmm. but I don't think that that's, but those are drag queens. So, you know, I, I'm just saying that drag is being used as this like rainbow uh, and, and puppy dogs thing when the kind of drag that I like can actually be very wild and sick and vulgar and and should not be reading a drag queen story hour and should not be, uh, you know, um, um, pretending to be a therapist. Well, here's why I don't agree with that, because you, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight, right? You're going to see a Broadway show. Broadway shows are like it, it, it is it is it is a package story to have a feel good thing and to and, and, and for it to be music and singing and dancing. You're not if I mean, if you want if, if these these two are fucking gay playwrights and bitch write a write a drag queen tragedy fucking story or write a or see make the art you want to fucking see but you don't but you, you you can't shit on kinky boots and jamie when you if you if you don't want to see those then go write something else but there is nothing else out there and i think that jamie and kinky boots are two beautiful stories Again, sure, they're packaged for Broadway and they have this feel-good thing at the end and the drag queen saves the day, which, again, I don't see a problem with that because, bitch, drag queens, I have saved the day for many a folk in my life, honey. So I, I, I don't have qualms with and these you, shows. And you've, ruined, 
You've ruined it for many others. <laughs> but it's Broadway. Like you're going to see a Broadway show. You don't you don't write to Disney like, uh, I'm sick and tired of seeing a Disney princess. It's fucking Disney. You're going to Disney to see a princess. Yes, but but this I, I'm I'm saying that it's becoming a little worn out to only see drag queens as heroes when some of my favorite drag queens are people who I've met, you know, coming from the ball scene in New York City who are fucking outrageous and hilarious and sometimes shady. And they're not, you know, they're they're not uh, free from curse words. They may be on drugs. You know, some drag queens are very drunk, you know, and and on drugs. Lady Bunny had to wear her premiere. Ah, that's true, but I didn't perform. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I, I just don't say, and and I I bring up the um the uh whatever the name of the show with Juju B was uh, and, uh, Dragnificent, and, drag drag Maleficent, okay. right? Where they advised brides. You're right. Thorgy, it is the BB, same. Alexis and uh, Juju B. Yes, and you are right. That is the kind of drag where drags are seen as, you know, style gurus to help them. But you know what I thought was really interesting about this? Even more than drag race. Thorgy wasn't drunk? I got, no, no, no. Um, I got a real sense of what Thorgy and BB, who to a large degree the show focused on more so than Alexis and 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 Juju but i never knew that uh that uh, thorgy was so delightfully nutty i knew thorgy more than bb but bb did this thing and and uh, that where where she would like be completely grand and and you know Always. like like oh we we must have this but then she would come back with something totally self-deprecating that would make you realize that the grand thing was actually a big joke i know bb and i never uh completely knew that about bb mm-hmm. and you know the same with thorgy seeing the way that they reacted to uh, the people when maybe there wasn't a ribbon ready to be tied around this and I think that rib at the end of the episode where everyone is yay, 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 you know, rainbows and stuff. So I, I just, I think that I, I would love to see more kinds of, <laughs> of, of, of drag, you know, represented than the ones that have to say, okay, I'm taking, like, what, okay, just let me ask you this. You take the gig and I'm glad they got the gig and I hope they're being paid well and they're TV stars now mm-hmm. from two shows, not one. Would they prefer to do an hour-long special of their numbers, of their stand-up comedy? Because I'm still waiting to see that as a result well, Bob has of the two drag specials. Bob has two comedy specials out. Have you watched any of them? No. Yeah, Bob has two comedy specials out. Shangela has a... Where a, are they? On Amazon, on iTunes. They're out there. Shangela has a full okay. one-woman show special out. Did you watch Shangela's? I think I did. <laughs> so I don't have Amazon. I don't have Amazon. Well, it's on iTunes, bitch, and I know you got iTunes. Um, so true. they're out there. So these queens do produce these things, and be and but again, I think we're here just is just another vessel, another 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 alleyway to go down. And I think, and I think that it's all perfectly fine to do all of these different things. You can have a comedy special uh, to Bob, to one Chandler, uh, Eureka, nothing. Uh, you can have a show on HBO but- Max. You can have all these avenues. But do those specials, or even Bianca's special, Bianca being like the premier stand-up comedian, do 
do they get that kind of rollout with, you know, us booked to perform with wigs for people to try on, you know, with with, uh, you know, uh, they don't they don't. Well, I think that's conflating two issues. You you have your comedy special. HBO Max is producing. We're here. So, of course, they're going to do the thing when you do your comedy special. Oftentimes you're paying for yourself and you're filming it yourself. Um, And but hopefully we're moving in a direction where Netflix will buy a Bianca full special. Netflix will buy a Lady Bunny full full uh, full hour special and have and have the pink carpet and have the wigs to try on and have the makeup to put on. Who knows? Yes. Well, so... <laughs> um, Bob, Bob and Chandler are going to kill me. Eureka doesn't know me that really, or really care what I have to say. <laughs> but, um, you know, so Jimmy James, who we interviewed, the impersonator uh, famous Marilyn. for doing Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. uh, looked exactly like her, said to me a few years ago, no one is doing what they're doing anymore. And Jimmy has a very intuitive show business mind. And I said, well, what do you mean? And at this time, it was, uh, who is, is it the singer from, um, is it Carney Wilson was starting a talk uh, Wilson show. Wilson Phillips? Yes. Uh-huh. And so we we sat and talked about it. So, so she's a great singer, mm-hmm. but she's not booked to sing. And um, Bob okay, and Shadula no and Eureka are all. Carney Wilson all is, a, is a great singer. She was. I mean, Wilson Phillips was good because overall they were like a good brand. I would not. I would not. I would not. No shade to her. I would not categorize her as a brilliant singer girl. But whatever. Okay. okay well, but pe- but people like their music, mm-hmm. and the same thing is going on today. For whatever reason, that we don't have the Patti LaBelle special, that but that we don't have the uh, the the Kelly Clarkson special. There's not even a channel that plays music videos. Well, people watch on YouTube. This is why we have Kelly Clarkson's talk show because even though her music is popular. Um, you know, we don't, we're not in a mindset to where we would say, let's get an hour of this girl singing her hits. People, as Jimmy said, people don't do what they do. And this is why I say at the end of the show, when uh, I got to see Shangela and Eureka and Bob, I said, yes, this is what I like. This is the kind of drag I like because it's drag queens doing their act, not drag queens help someone straight or LGBT, not drag queens, you know, give you the gift of our deep and meaningful knowledge. When, as I say, and I'm one of the drag queens who needed therapy and may again, drag queens sometimes are the bitches who need therapy. You know, well, yeah, and I and I think we're also in a space where we're where queens because we now we drag queens are in the mainstream. We're teaching we're teaching other human beings what drag is, and I think that we and I think we're now and we're in the we're we're in the phase that we're teaching them that we're teaching them how transformative drag is. Like truly, obviously, obviously they see us transform into from a from a man to a woman or woman to a man or person to a person whatever the pronouns you want to use are. (laughs) <laughs> we are in that. I think you got them all in there, Monet. I they think you got them all the in. But I think we're trying to we're, we're teaching them the metaphysical transformation of drag. And I think that that's the that's the phase we're in. And girl, you know, everything has a cycle, everything has a season. And I think that's the time when drag queens will be 
doing all the things that you're saying, I think that will happen too. I just think that it's all in the ebb and flow and it will happen in its time and nothing happens before its time. And we're just, I'm just, I'm just riding the wave. I just hope I'm alive for the good shit, which is the good shit is now. I'm not saying that, but the even better shit. I hope that I'm not dead by overdosing on fentanyl or something. Right. So my fear is that, of course, I'm not saying Shangela and Bob, you know, it should take this role. Like they care what I say anyway. Um, uh, you know, and, and and some people are so small-minded that they're going to think, ooh, uh, Bunny read Shangela and Bob and Eureka. Actually, I didn't read them at all. I read, we, we are discussing the premise of the show, mm-hmm. which you like more than I do. Yeah. And so the, 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 the final thing, yeah, and, and I mean, I feel confident enough in my relationship with Bob and Shangela to have them say, whatever. Bunny's old. She doesn't know anything. Fuck that bitch. She's kind of right. Or whatever. You know, I mean, uh, you, you know, or she's always you? off. Uh, no, say fuck you, Bunny. Oh, oh so, okay. Bob, look, sorry, sorry. Uh, honey, Bob's got two pieces. He don't need me. <laughs> uh, Bob's got two. And you got a two piece and a biscuit, so you're fine. Everyone's doing right. fine. So let me, so let me, let me just remind people and i just did a talk with linda simpson about her book um the drag explosion which is photos from the 80s and 90s guests of ebony and irony you also go back and listen to that episode yes so we were talking about how there was a drag explosion for the maybe the first time drag queens had been accepted in mainstream media as these fun, larger-than-life characters. And then it became so popular, and everyone was writing about drag, and mm-hmm. you know, RuPaul had a hit, there was Wigstock, the movie Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, uh, Tu Wong Fu. Like, even actual drag became so acceptable that it, it as a theatrical device, that even action stars who were straight males, like Leslie uh, Snipes, yeah, Wesley Snipes. Uh, John... Wesley Snipes, John Leguizamo, and Swayze um, were were all doing it because this was okay. Then the commercial started where every fucking plumber material were was a, a straight male in busted drag mm-hmm. doing drag. And so until it was just everywhere, and even the drag queens were kind of like, oh, is this drag explosion still about us anymore? Or how, or just like, oh, drag's the thing to do. Bad drag, good drag, you know, whatever. And there was a backlash to where nobody wanted drag. And drag was seen as tired. And so I... I I am guarded about that because I saw it happen. Now, listen, as I say, drag queens with their junk tucked and uh, uh, and drag uh, and and strippers with uh, their their junk dangling out in public in skimpy outfits or nothing are still the entertainment that the gay opportunity opportunity entertainment uh, community chooses at every gay bar almost. So. You know, it didn't mind to me that the straights had like picked up drag and said, yeah, 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 this is great. And then kind of turned on it. And we thought that this was, ooh, we're all going to make it. Oh, that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, that didn't happen to where we all made it because of this drag explosion. So what my fear is that if we're all pushing this kind of drag that's all rainbows and unicorns, which Drag Race also does a lot of, that people will get tired of it. And the many drag performers who do not offer uh, unicorns and rainbows may 
not get an opportunity because that's what the general public has bought drag as. Well, I mean, Bunny, I mean, I don't share those feelings, but again, you've lived with something that I haven't, and it will all be TBD. And what is all what is not TBD is that we have to go because we are over time. <laughs> Yes, we do. And we recommend that everyone watch Bob, Chandler, <laughs> and Eureka in, see for yourself, watch it in season two. Now, somebody told me that the first season was much better. Uh, what? The, 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 the second so, season is, is, is only two episodes in. How did they know? No, I, no, I, no that, that, that was their response to me saying, I didn't really love it. And I was drunk. I wanted to, like, I was at the fucking premiere. I wanted to like it more you than I You were drunk. Uh, you know what? We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to attribute this all to, um, to Bunny relapsing. I, uh, okay. That's a lack of judgment. You can do that. You can do that. <laughs> so maybe you gotta um, check out season two. We're here. It premieres on HBO Max every Monday. I think it's great, and it's uh, the fashion specifically is so great. So thank and you. you know what? I'm, what I'm really bitter about what? is that not in any of the cities they went to in season one, not in any of the seasons they went to season two, did they come to New York City? <laughs> and teach me how to put my eyelashes on right so that I don't look like Chia Gunn's stepchild or grandmother or whatever. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in to another That's- episode of <laughs> Irony. Again, we have some live episodes on YouTube where we are in person, so make sure y'all check those out. And um, we'll see y'all next time. Podcast Network.